Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. The First Baptist Church in the history of the state of Delaware is known as the Welsh Tract Baptist Church. It was formed in 1701. Their second church building, constructed in 1746, is still standing, and it's a registered national landmark. The history of this church is quite a paradox. On one hand, the church in the 1700s and early 1800s had an incredible track record of soul winning and church planning. But later, beginning in the late 1820s, the church became a tragic illustration of the deadly danger posed by unscriptural doctrine. In 1701, a large number of immigrants arrived in Philadelphia from the country of Wales, and they settled in Pennapack, Pennsylvania. Among those immigrants was a group of 16 people who had already formed a Baptist congregation in Wales. One of the 16 was their pastor, Thomas Griffith. In Wales, they had decided as a congregation to move to America, and when they arrived here, they joined the Pennapack Baptist Church. William Penn had granted 30,000 acres to the Welsh immigrants in what is now Delaware, and it was referred to as the Welsh Tract. So, a year and a half after their arrival in Philadelphia, the 16 Welsh Baptists moved from Pennapack to the Welsh Tract, and the people of the Pennapack Baptist Church helped them form the Welsh Tract Baptist Church, the first Baptist church in the history of the state of Delaware. They built a log church building in 1706, and then in 1746, they replaced it with the brick meeting house that still stands on that site. The Welsh Tract Baptist Church was one of the very first Baptist churches in America to sing hymns in their worship services. Prior to that, because of the restrictions against unapproved meetings in most of the colonies, Baptist churches refrained from singing to prevent bringing attention to themselves and risking arrest. The Welsh Tract Baptist Church was very active in evangelism in its early years, winning souls and planting churches. David Jones, who had become an important spiritual leader among the Continental Troops in the Revolutionary War, was saved and baptized in the Welsh Tract Baptist Church when he was a young man. A group from the church moved to South Carolina in 1736, and they started the Welsh Neck Baptist Church there, which is the second oldest Baptist church in South Carolina. Calvin Tubbs was a sea captain, born in New England, and he moved to Delaware when he became an adult. He'd been saved, but never baptized. So, when he went to the Welsh Tract Baptist Church in 1815, he gave his testimony of salvation, and he was then baptized into the church. Captain Tubbs was the commander of a vessel that sailed between Philadelphia and Hamburg, Germany. On one of those trips in the mid-1820s, he reached Hamburg safely, but he was iced in for most of the winter, so he had to find a place to stay. Captain Tubbs met a Lutheran pastor named John Onken, who allowed him to board with him through the winter. Being a Lutheran, Pastor Onken practiced paedo-baptism, the baptizing of infants. As they studied and discussed the scriptures, Captain Tubbs showed him that baptism was to be by immersion and only after salvation. By the end of the winter, the Lutheran pastor was convinced that Captain Tubbs' Baptist beliefs 
lined up with the Bible, and his own doctrine on baptism did not. So as Captain Tubbs left at the end of the winter, John Onken made him promise that next time he heard of a Baptist pastor coming to Germany, he would send him to John Onken to baptize him. It took seven years, but on April 22, 1834, a Baptist preacher named Barnes Sears came to Hamburg and baptized John Onken and six other people Pastor Onken had won to the Lord. After he was baptized, John Onken's ministry caught fire. He started the First Baptist Church in Hamburg, Germany, and he went on to lead in starting thousands of Baptist churches in Germany, Poland, Czechoslovakia, Hungary, Russia, and other countries, and all through the influence of a layman sea captain from the Welsh Track Baptist Church in Delaware. But now, if you were to visit the building of the Welsh Track Baptist Church today, you'd see a marker that says, Oldest Primitive Baptist Church in America. The Primitive Baptists were defined by their belief in the unscriptural teachings of John Calvin. And eventually, these false teachings robbed this good church of their burden for souls and their obedience of the Great Commission. In the 1830s, a movement called the Anti-Missionary Movement, that's right, the Anti-Missionary Movement, led Calvinistic Baptist churches to believe and teach that no effort should be made for the conversion of souls. This church, whose efforts had been so greatly used of God to bring multitudes to Jesus, had its influence deadened by embracing a position that caused them to reject soul winning, Sunday school, Bible college, church planting, and missions. But praise God for the great work that he did there before they strayed into false doctrine. Christian, the Great Commission is for every believer in the church age. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.